Uh, ben, I gotta, I gotta take a break, man. I, we've been out here wandering the wilderness for an entire week looking for Bigfoot. Just no luck. We have to find him. Slade said we have to find Bigfoot. I feel like it was like a suggestion more than anything. Oh, I thought there was like an Please implied find firing. Bigfoot. Like if we don't find Bigfoot, then he'll fire us or something. He didn't say that, but I he likes assume. to play that card a lot. I feel like it might be a bluff. The squatch bait's not working at all. It's uh, ineffective. I've been wearing my bacon pants for like the entire week, and it's really starting to smell and attract unwanted animals. It was a poor choice. Well, it, it is in the book. Choice. We talked about bacon pants. Would you like to uh, Would you like to try your Sasquatch call one more time? Just give it another shot. Only if you do too at the same okay, time. Okay, yeah, together, together on the count of three. One. Wait, wait, on two. the number three or like three? Go. Um, good point. Go three. Go. Okay. One, two, three, go. Did it work? No, no luck. No I luck haven't watched all. Finding Bigfoot, so I don't really know what a Squatch call is supposed to sound like. I feel like those guys are all actors. I don't. I don't believe that they're true uh, Squatch enthusiasts. Watchers. Mm -hmm. We are the real Squatchers. We're out here roughing it, squatching it up. Roughing it, toughing it, looking for the Sasquatch. We haven't even seen a single footprint, including our own. That's good. If we saw our own footprint, that'd mean we'd be walking in circles, right? Well, we should probably take a break. Now seems like as good a time as any. We need to get this podcast recorded for the week. So let's just take an hour. Yeah, make some, build a fire. I'll pitch a tent. I'll cook some beans, and we'll take an hour or so and record a new podcast. Add some of my pants bacon to it. Yeah, we can put some pants bacon in here in the beans. Then they become like bacon capris. That. Oh yeah, I thought you meant there's some kind of food called bacon capris I'd never heard of. Oh yeah, would you like some bacon capris? It's mm, a great yeah. uh, little dish. It's Italian bacon, or something. Bacon capri sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bacon capri sun. Kids love it. Kid tested. Mothers do not approve. <laughs> do like, definitely you, you, not you're approve. Drinking, you're drinking grease. That's not <laughs> cool. Say the mothers. All right. Well, I'll start this up. Hit record. Boom. Another episode of Happy Cast with Ben and Brian. I'm Brian. Joining me is Ben. Ben, how have you been? I've been binning, binning around this forest with oh, my bacon like Ben's pants. Do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good to know. How have you been, Brianing? Uh, you know, Brian's been Brianing, but Brian's going to yeah. Brian. Yeah, Brian, Brian, Brian. You got to Brian it off. But of course, when oh. I say Brian, it's uh, B R I N E, Brian. Oh no, Brian down for what? Okay, let's stop. We're done. The, oh. that's the end of the show. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll catch you next week here on Happy. Stay Games. happy. Do 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 do.
Well, well, we had to we had to keep going. I mean, it's a bit short. We're still here in the forest, waiting for nothing to happen. That's true. I guess we can extend it a little bit. Uh, no, no, really though. How have you been? What have you been up to? What's going on? Uh, I'm just playing threes, sitting in the room. The cat's around. That's about it. Is the cat in the cradle? No, no, no cats in cradles. Although I do have an outtake of you singing that song that we'll might hear someday. I could do it. I could sing it right now if you'd like. Nah, probably not this version. Okay. Oh, right. I know you sung the version. sequel song to that song. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Was it when Woot was on? We're talking about song sequels. I think it was when the new Today was on, because I think you can hear her cackling in the background the whole time. Okay, that does sound like something that would happen if she's around. You guys will hear it in a couple weeks. No, not weeks. Okay. Months. Yep. Maybe that even longer sense. than that, depending on when I feel like editing. I heard uh, I heard you saw the new Pixar film, Inside Out. Oh, yes. I don't know if we're doing that here, or if that's going to be like your happy hour or something. No, no, no. Just real quick up top. Pretty yeah, good, I right? saw that. Yes, it was very good. I like that. One thing bothered me about Inside Ooh. Out. Can we so talk some- about it? Yes. So sometimes you Spoilers. see other people's brains. Not really. You see other people's brains, and that those people are wearing what the actual person is wearing. It's all the same hair or glasses that the character has. Why does everyone inside of the girl's hair not have blonde hair? They all look individualized. All right. Yeah, everybody else. You're right. If you see inside other people's head, they all look like that character. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, don't I mean, know. I know so, why they did it for the movie, but still. It's a choice. It, 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 I understand it. It just bothered me a tiny bit. Not enough to bother me enough. Nope. It ruined the movie. You say no. it's complete garbage. No. I like the su- secret surprise character that I didn't know was a character. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, don't no, no, keep it under wraps. But you'd yeah. recommend it, right? Yeah, I recommend it. I double down on that recommendation. So run, don't walk to the nearest theater and check out Inside Out. Especially if you're gonna go to Movie Lounge and watch it here because it's good and it's playing here right now, and they feed you dinner at your seat. Mm-hmm. It was I would all. say it's my second favorite Pixar film, and the first is Cars Two. Exactly, the well, best planes. No, I don't even know if the planes counts. That's like a little side shoot. Still, Pixar movie. I, I don't think Pixar. I think it's a Pixar property. I don't think oh. they've worked on it. Oh, what's your favorite one? I could be wrong. Then? Uh, oh. Toy Story three. Oh, well, yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Inside Out is definitely up there. I'm not sure where, but it's up there. Yeah, they Pixar has really mastered the emotional sucker punch at this point, where yeah. you just don't see it coming. It's really good. It's crying, it's bawling in the theater. I thought the emotion casting was perfect. Who they Absolutely. Got person. Yeah. Like, did they just pick them out because they already fit that in their characters? That's what it seemed like. Lewis Black? Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, get him for anger. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. They uh, could have went against type. They could have been like, Lewis Black, your sadness. We really need you to weird. dig deep. <laughs> yeah, Phyllis, yeah, she's already sadness. Mm-hmm. Mindy Kaling is pretty much already discussed based on Kelly. That's I'm not I'm trying to say she's disgusting. That sounds weird. No, you're saying she's say disgusting. <laughs> I got it. Ah, uh, no. And Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler, she's already super mm-hmm. happy on that show all the time. She is Joy. Bill Hader, I, I guess he's fear. Yeah, well, yeah, Bill Hader's good. No, here, I, like, here, I here's... didn't know that he was already typecast as fear, like everyone else mm-hmm. has been with theirs. Sure. Here, Here's the one thing that kind of bothered me is that... <gasps> Uh, joy was a little bit much. It's a little, little. 
difficult to deal with. That's the aggravating. point of joy, though, I thought. Oof, man. Yeah, it doesn't make for a good movie-going experience. <laughs> I thought Amy Poehler still made it funny enough. Even it's like, oh, my God, just shut up, Joy. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> a little bit. It's like I said, it's like it's like the your problem. Just a small, small, small critique on the lowest level. I think my favorite part was them explaining how the different things that your brain does, how it works in their universe. Yeah, that was all really well thought out. And, like memory uh, storing, cool. memory dumping, just like the hubs for like things like family, all that. That was really cool. And the train of really, thought. <laughs> the train of thought. Yeah, really uh, original creative stuff. So if you want to get the a good a good old-fashioned emotional sucker punch, check out Inside Out. Don't don't see Sucker Punch because <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad movie for bad people. I have not seen that, but I guess I won't now. Continue not watching it. I don't like to be too judgy about what people like, but uh, sorry, bunch. All right, let's uh, move forward to happy hour. It's happy hour is the part of the show where we talk about the thing that is making us most happy for the week. Ben, hmm. what's your happy hour pick? Oh, uh, so this is a little bit reusing something I've used before, but also different stuff too. So several weeks ago, I talked about magic shows on TV, mm-hmm. like Wizard Wars and the Carbonaro Effect. Well, the Carbonaro Effect came back for a new season this month. I mean, it will started this month. And we have been watching it, well, the first two episodes, every Wednesday. Uh, it's really good. He's still in the Atlanta area. That's been cool. Uh, he's been, done some really cool new stuff. He's been at a dentist office. I don't know how they got away with doing yeah. one of those up. And a doctor's office was one, and just other just actual stores, too. But there's been some really cool stuff so far. Uh, also, a new show, which is, the I guess, the big part of my happy hour. It's a show called Penn & Teller, colon, Fool Us, where magicians from all over wherever show up, do tricks, and try to fool Penn & Teller. And if they don't know how it was done, then uh, the magician gets to like go do, I think, be the opener for Penn and Teller, at least one night. They get all expense paid, maybe for a whole week. I don't know the exact prize, because I don't really care about that. You can see cool people do magic tricks. Um, the first season was in the UK a few years ago, and I think it, I think maybe last year, CW aired it on their TVs, on their channel. Oh my god, my words are all floppy today. Um, it was just mostly UK people, hosted by a UK presenter, Jonathan Ross. I think he's pretty good and funny. A few people fooled them sometimes they were not fooled they kind of they don't want to give away the whole trick so sometimes like teller will draw a diagram of how it was done and they go up and show it to them and then burn the diagram or shred it or something like that so no one knows or they'll use like specific magic terms or like secret hints that only the magician would get or if you just know a little bit about magic or google something you could figure it out too Oh sure, yeah. You've got uh, every magic trick has three parts. You've got the the pledge, nope. the turn, and the prestige. Not, that, not not what they did, but they would talk about how like for a lot of card tricks, what you have to use is like a force to make them pick a specific card, so the reveal will be crazy. Kind of that's what Job would need for his painting the card on his chest type trick. You have to force a specific card on that person. So instead, to hint that they'd be like, oh yeah, uh, something to do with Star Wars in this trick. And they're like, yeah, yeah, they pretty much got it. <laughs> Sounds very cryptic. They, they try that a lot. Like, oh, like, yeah, so you're a fan of Bill 
Flibby Watsit magician. That's not his name. I don't remember the name. <laughs> Old Bill Flibby Watsit's magician. <laughs> but they'll like reference some magician who is a fan or is like really good at that type of magic. Like, yep, yep, that's it. You got me. And it kind of bothers me because I was having a hard time finding anywhere to watch it. And then we got to the last episode, and I discovered after we watched it that it was on the CW app on the Xbox One without ads. Hey, cool. I might check quality. that out. You can watch, I think, I think, the whole maybe first UK season. There's currently a US season that's airing that I think they film actually on Penn and Teller's stage. And there's been some really cool stuff that they've done. Real cool foolins. There was one, I, th- I think it might have been in the UK show, that I could tell they had to say it fooled them, but they were not happy about it because they guessed it was, I think, uh, like a deck switch because the people specifically made it look like a deck switch to try to trick Penn and Teller huh. when they use something else. Ah, so it's kind of a, sneaky. Well, it's kind of a mean way to do it. You're just to actually fool them, not throw in fakes to try to mess yeah, you they, up. They, they fooled them in a different way. Yeah, but I could tell Penn was unhappy because technically with the rules they only get like about one and a half guesses but uh yeah they were they were pretty mad but yeah it's really good it's on the cw website too if you don't have like a anything that would have the app for it and it reruns probably in the cw every now and then it that's on every monday we watched another episode last night it was really good pretty good magic and going on oh and at the end of every episode can tell her do a trick Oh, that's cool. That seems, yeah, that's the natural conclusion of that. And it's like, yeah. now watch how the masters do it. Yeah, it's pretty that cool. Was, that was Teller speaking. Oh, was oh, I have heard him speak. He on done the show. show. He, uh, one time, I think sort of, like he had his back turned and it sounded like he said, shut up, Penn, or something, but it could have been pre-recorded. It could have been him. Mm. I think he's not mic'd, too. Because one time I oh. thought he was talking to someone who was Mike, like in a low voice up on the stage to a magician. I thought I heard another voice that wasn't the one he was talking to. I think it was him. Yep. Uh, Chris Chris tells a great story about uh, seeing a teller. A teller. Yeah, at a bank. He sees a teller at a bank. That's <laughs> oh, like, great, great story. Chris. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, uh, he, he, I'm seeing teller of Penn and Teller in person, uh, just cursing out a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to meet a good story. Teller's the magician-y one of the two. I mean, Penn also magics, but Teller is the magician. Penn is the showman. Right. Because I think he started which... off as a juggler and uh, fire eater. Teller started off as a magician, but now Penn does some magic stuff, but Teller does all the magic, really. It's awesome. Which which one of them's the prestige? Uh, Teller, probably. Uh, I bet no. he's the prestige. So at what point, what season... How many years does the show have to go on before we just get an actual warlock to to fold them with magic? I don't know. There's He's one like, that might have uh, been a warlock. You're using a greater gemstone with a enchanted. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, ah, yeah. you figured it out. You got me. I used the the night eye potion. Or Penn's just like, uh, you're using actual magic. Like, yeah, you got me. I am. You got me. It is magic. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, there was one guy that was crazy. Like I had no idea how he did the trick the whole way through, and then he pulled off a face mask, and it was actually him underneath. Like it was, I think it was a like pre-recorded video or something of that was supposed to be him, I think. And they pulled up some guy of a different race on stage as a volunteer, and it was some crazy prediction. But he, he ended up being the guy. He pulled it off, and it was a different person underneath. I don't know. He had like a whole like face mask, like Mission Impossible style. Are you telling me 
that they took his face off. off. Yes, I he did do that, and for the whole trick, they didn't know how it was done until he did that, and then it was obvious because he was the volunteer. Right. It was no longer. I gave trick. it away. <laughs> yeah. They just showed their hand at the end, and this is how we did it. Yeah. It was. So it was kind of cool. I blew my mind at first. But then I was like, oh, that kind of explains everything. Never mind. Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they know how it was done, but they still go on to compliment how well it was done and how impressed they were. Or like, we wish you fooled us so you could be there at the show. Or like, keep doing this because you're a lady magician and there aren't very many of those. Is there a shortage of lady magicians? There have only been like four on the whole show so far that I've seen. Do they have like handsome uh, male assistants? Uh, I think most of them were solo acts. No, I would have a handsome male assistant. Well, in, uh, if, most of if the, I were a lady magician, most of the groups didn't do the big stage stuff like that. Uh, like the ones that would have lady magician assistants, there are a few like that, but that's not my favorite type of magic. I don't like the big look at our big crazy props because those big crazy props are going to have mirrors and trapdoors. Sure. It's I, what you... I think is more impressed by is like sleight of hand and smaller magic. And then you rotate the the stage slightly to the left, and then take the curtain down, and the Statue of Liberty has disappeared. I remember one like that. I think moving a tank because all they did was I think they moved the entire platform that the camera and the curtain was on all at once, but you couldn't tell. I watched the Mass Magician thing once. All right, that guy. That's what they did. <sighs> that guy. That's why I like Penn and Teller because sometimes they go off like we don't like it when a trick is actually dangerous and you do something to stop it. They like it if it looks dangerous but isn't at all, no danger at all. But they do not like it if there is real danger involved. Right? Yeah, I don't. It's not worth it, man. And they also are not a big fan of when people say something is actual magic. They like it when people say they're illusions. They don't like like I'm going to use my psychic powers. They don't like that. Oh, of course, yeah. I know very little about them, but I know they don't like that. They hate that. They don't like. Uh, they don't like. What's the what's the what's the term I'm thinking of? Ben, use your psychic powers to tell me the term I'm thinking about. Mysticism. Uh, sh- like shucksters. Is oh, that one? That too. Yeah, they don't like anyone really. Someone's even said that to someone. They're like, "Well, we didn't like that you tried to do something dangerous. Or we didn't like that you said it was like real, and you actually are trying to use psychicness for it." Mm. Yeah, but so, it's cool. So, Sounds cool. I might check it out. Pin and Tellers. Fool us. Uh, fool us. Maybe just Pin and Teller colon. I don't even know if there's a colon. It's, I don't know. But whenever someone does, they lower a big trophy down that says FU for Fool Us. Right. Of course. That's what that would stand for. Well, that is why. Because it says Fool Us, but those two letters are very capitalized mm. compared to the rest of them. Oh, Pin and Teller. It's really good, though. So check it out. All right, Brian. What what you happy about? Okay, my happy hour this week. I'm trying to figure out how much of this I need to break down for you, or for the listener. Just uh, <clears throat> are you, are you familiar with the day the clown cried, Ben? Uh, which day is that, and which clown? Okay, all right. Well, let me roll this back a little bit further. Uh, Jerry Lewis. You know Jerry Lewis. I know that Nate. Isn't Professor Frank based off of him? Yeah, Professor Frank from uh, The Simpsons. I know Professor Frank. <laughs> based on Jerry Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lewis, uh, comedic actor uh, from many years ago, comedian. Uh, he was the original Nutty Professor. Did not know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know they made and a then, joke at his expense on Cheers once. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably happened a few times on a few shows. Uh, 
original Night Professor, and then uh, Eddie Murphy remade it. And Jerry Lewis was so angry that he did a remake of Norbit. Not That's true. not I made that up. Norbit's no. bad. <laughs> no, but he was a uh, night professor, the disorderly orderly. It's another oh. one. Anyway, so now that I've explained who Jerry Lewis is, let me tell you about The Day the Clown Cried. Yeah. Uh, the Day the Clown Cried is a movie that was made in 1971 uh, that not much is known about it. Because it has never been officially released. Ooh, I like those kind of movies. It's, very, it's a very notorious film. And uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to talk about what this movie is. The, the plot involves Jerry Lewis playing a German circus clown who oh. is sent to a concentration camp during World War II hmm. and ordered to entertain children. It's like Patch Adams, except instead of cancer children, it's Holocaust children. Yeah, I guess, I guess. And Jerry Lewis, uh, sometime after locking down the final cut and seeing it, decided that it should never be seen ever. Wow. And uh, like, even after his death, should never be seen by anyone. Wow. Is that bad? uh, uh, Apparently, apparently it is. Uh, so it's, it remains unseen. People don't know what this movie is. Maybe it's great. Who knows? It sounds uh, tasteless and terrible. But uh, there was a huge development this week uh, where there's a breaking news story that uh, the, day the, the Day the Clown Cried, the notorious unreleased Jerry Lewis film, has been acquired by the Library of Congress. Ooh. Will that make it free to everyone soon? Uh, no, there is a um, there's an embargo in place, so we're gonna have to wait uh, uh, ten years. It can't be shown for ten years. Why? That's just the that's the rule. That's 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 what they've got worked out. Are they waiting for Jerry Lewis to die? Wait, is he dead? Um, no, he is 89 years old though. He's oh. getting there. I was just trying to start some viral marketing for our upcoming segment. It it would not be it would not be surprising if he is not alive in 10 years yeah maybe that's why not not to be too morbid he's but. assuming oh i won't be here to hear the bad news but i don't know this i this is something i've known about for for a while i've been kind of fascinated as just a, a film fan it's something that's talked about in circles that it would never see the light of day but uh just set your calendars for 10 years from now we'll finally we'll finally see Although I'm kind of a little bit disappointed because once it's seen, it loses something special. There's a, like a, a mysticism that uh, it just destroys the legend. You know what I'm talking about? Is that our word of the day? Mysticism? Yep, mysticism. We both We're big. Use it now in happy hour. Mm-hmm. Siri, remind me in 10 years to watch The Day the Clown Cried. Okay, I'll remind you. There we go. Reminder, right. Monday, August 11th, 2025. <laughs> Excellent. I Just the idea of, of you using the same phone 10 years from now and getting that notification <laughs> really pleases me. Like, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe I'll still have an iPhone, and maybe it'll all carry over on the SIM card. So I'll be like, what is this? Oh, wow. I remember Brian back then, before the <laughs> event. Yep. <laughs> Uh, before that thing happened and changed everything. <laughs> uh, oh, a little flash forward there. 
Oh, we should do more of this. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's it though. Uh, Day of the Clown cried. Just a little little uh, film news that I thought was interesting. That is interesting, and that's what you're happy about. Yeah, yeah. That we'll get to see it in ten years. That ten that that the Library of Congress has a print. That's oh, okay. Very exciting. <laughs> All right, cool. Yep. So that does it for happy hour. Let's take a quick break and pick up in the Bummer Patrol. Hello, everybody. Time to play yet another new game. I hear you. I hear you at home thinking, how many of these games can you guys possibly come up with? I don't know, maybe two more. I don't know. We're running out of steam here. The good thing is we can keep reusing the old ones with new questions. Sure, sure. No, no, these are one and done, then. These are completely disposable. Just trash them, throw them out. Just wait till next time we have a guest on. I can get you with some nerd case nerd down. Okay. I would be curious to be on the other side of that and actually have some questions to I'm answer. I'm ready. But as for this week, I am going to uh, read a list of, of names of people, and it is your task to tell me whether or not they are dead or alive. All right. And that's why we call this game Dead or Alive. Cue the Bon Jovi song. Wait, hey, uh, that's... that's uh, what are you, what's, what's this? What's going on? Well, this is the Bon Jovi song. This is the one I know. I you, I thought it was obvious that I wanted something else. That's I should have. Okay, you're right. I should have specified. That's on me. That's my fault. We can uh, we can make this work. This will be fine. Uh, oh, so we'll stick with this one. Okay. Well, which one did you okay. mean? You give love a bad I, name. Right. Yeah. That that's. I was talking about uh, life as a highway. Clearly, Born that's to be what I my wanted. baby. Is that is that a real song? I actually. I had to Google like, just now. I can't I can't figure out which one you would be talking about. It's my okay, life. Well, it's now or never. Right. It's now or never. That's the one I wanted to queue up this this game show. Because oh. No, I know. Never say goodbye. Never say goodbye is definitely what you're talking about because it's about dead people. All right, Ben. Let's get down to business. I'm going to give you a name. You're going to tell me whether or not they're dead or alive. Are you ready to play? I am ready. All right. First up, Jerry Lewis, dead or alive. Hmm. I'm going to go with Alive because you just said that earlier. Ah, curses. I gave away the first one. First one's always easy, Ben. They get a little bit harder from here. Oh, uh-oh. Next up, Adam West. Oh, Adam West Alive, for sure. He is. He's very yeah. much alive. Because he's still been doing voice work for even video games. And let's hope he never dies. He is a treasure. He is the definitive Batman. Mm -hmm. He is a national treasure. You remember you remember that episode that uh, movie that movie where Nicolas Cage has to save Adam West? They find out that I, Adam West is actually on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Didn't this happen just two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, this is the exact <laughs> thing. It's gonna keep reusing our jokes, just like Cheers. Hey, but, no. you know it, it works for Cheers. Carla, hey, I mean, I hate Cliff. Cliff, ah, oh, trivia, trivia. It's not real, Norm. Hey, Norm. Hey, you're fat, Woody, Norm. I hate I, my wife. I, Woody, I'm dumb. Yes. Uh, Back in Hanover, Sam. Hey, women. Hey, women. Yeah, it's a good. It. It's a good show, though. Frazier. Oh yeah. Different storylines. My wife is is like weird, but I love her, and I'm pompous. Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that that was our new segment. Cheers in fifteen. <laughs> and Rebecca. Who cares? Yep. New Diane. All right. Number three, professional wrestler Ric Flair. I think he's alive. I think I asked you that, which is what might have spawned this segment. He is. He's very alive. And 
also woo. Dead inside. Um, Does that count if someone's dead inside? Could be. Okay, so alive. I'm three for three. Three for three. You're doing very well, Ben. Number four, Justin Bieber, dead or alive? Oh, no, he's dead. Uh, dead to you? Okay. Ever since so that broke up with Selena Gomez, he's been dead to me. You know what? Uh, yeah, I was questioning it at first, but you really backed up your point. I'll give you a point for that. Yes, yes. All right. I'm a big believer. Well, I saw his Abraham. face, and now I'm a believer. <sighs> what? Uh. Cue the song. No, no, we can't <laughs> afford. We we blew the entire uh, music budget for this episode just talking about Bon Jovi. Oh, Slade to really give us more money. All right, number five, Abraham Lincoln, dead or alive? Well, I saw him in that Vampire Slayer movie, so I want to say, well, doesn't he live on in our hearts? So alive. That's the answer I was looking for. I mean, he's on the, the the big mountain in South Dakota. He has that chair statue in Washington, D.C. Yeah, the chair statue. <laughs> well known for his chair statue. Why is he the laziest president? He gets to sit down the whole time. Everyone gets to just stand around. In Washington, he's just so abstract. He's just a stick. Yeah, that's true. That's Ben's stand-up act about Washington <laughs> presidential <laughs> monuments. <laughs> presidential What's monuments. That? What's up with that? Why does Lincoln get to sit in the chair all the time? Jefferson's legs are probably tired, too. Moving on, we're Ben. Five for five. You're on fire, man. This Literally. Is, you're, could, could this be the perfect game? Yes. It could be. Let's find out. Number six. Bruce Willis's character from The Sixth Sense, dead or alive. Now, I've never seen this movie. I've seen a lot of M. Night Tarantino's movies, but I've never seen that one. Uh, I think it ended with... Wait, does Undead count as alive? Or is Undead both? I'm going to go with both. Both? Well, yes. it's very unusual. Because um, if you're dead and you're a ghost, you're still alive, your spirit's alive, but your body is not. Now, when you say dead or alive, do you mean the heart or do you mean the soul? Cue heart and soul. We also can't afford that. Uh, well, most people would say that, that the this character was actually dead. But the beautiful thing about film and art in general is that it is open to interpretation so really however you view it is your own truth that's how the world is for you so i you know what two points for that one you wow get double points. That both dead and are alive are correct wow it's a real it's a real uh schrodinger's willis situation uh. it's both dead and alive <laughs> all right Ooh, this is a tough one ben i uh, i don't know if you're gonna get this one my second grade teacher, is she dead or alive? Uh, first, what's her name? Her name was Miss Bone. Miss Bone. I feel like you told me about Miss Bone before. Mm-hmm. You also had Great a Miss Locke at some point. I know. Oh, Miss Locke. I know. Wow. <laughs> if only I'd known then, right? I'm thinking I I'm supposed to. every day yelling, don't tell me what I can't do. Like, get it? Get it? And then you Brian, you have attention <laughs> yet again. <laughs> I, I want to... I feel like you're trying to make me say dead because bones are like skeletons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but alive is like wishbone, like the dog that tells stories. Like the salad dressing. Oh, sorry. That's a thing. Oh. Wishbone dressing. I don't know anything about dressings or salads. It's got, it's got picture. It's got a picture of that dog that reads on the bottle. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if you wit, if you rip the dog in half, whoever gets the bigger half gets a wish, right? I can't get on board with this. <laughs> Is that how that That's works? Uh, very unusual and cruel. No. Well, yeah. no, I, I can't. I can't stress this enough. Do not rip dogs in half. It's only on not... Thanksgiving and only if they're named Wishbone. Even uh, then, I want to say no. she's alive. Yeah, I don't. You know, I actually don't know. I haven't heard from her in about twenty years. I have. I will take your word for it. I'm. I'm. Is she doing well? Yeah, I'm good friends with her. She asks about you all the time. She listens to the podcast. Oh man. Actually. Does she? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. She was a you know really important uh, part of my youth. She's a great teacher. You know, like one really great teacher can really do all make all the difference in the world. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She told you know me about saying? that. Yeah. No, sure. She was a uh, really okay. I'm glad. Cool. I'm glad she, she's doing well. She contributes to the podcast. Her code name is Neil Orangepeel. What? What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's Miss Bone. I had no idea. She, you know. Hmm. She was. I do. Thinking back, I didn't. I didn't realize this at first, but she was mad British. Now that you bring it up, so and a man, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and a man, yeah, and a uh, like a young, uh, yeah, younger man than I thought she was. Yeah, loves archers. All right, cool. cool. Thank you for th- thank you for the update. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, get right in, Miss Neil Bone Peel. All right, Ben. Final question of the game for the win. For the perfect score. Yeah. Disco, is it alive or dead? Disco is dead for most people. Except me. Because I go to disco clubs every night. Discotecas, actually. As they would say in Europe, I think. I disco the night away. Pretty much every night that I'm not podcasting. this envelope with the actual answer yes in fact disco lives on ben congratulations yes perfect score now was this because you felt bad about the thus last week no this has nothing to do with that oh. this is not a make good <laughs> good because now i still won't feel bad about my revenge next time well okay i'm not looking forward to that but thank you all for joining us. We'll catch you probably never again on Dead or Alive. Time for Bummer Patrol. Let's just let's let's let the sadness in. Let's just, just like talk out. about just like Inside Out. Let's talk about things making us sad for the week. I'll go first. What? That's I'm weird. I'm sad that this is episode thirty three of the Happy Cast reboot. 
episode 66 overall. Wow. Which which means that even though this podcast has existed for over five years, we've recorded half of the episodes this year <laughs> in the past eight months. That's true. <laughs> and we've gotten no new reviews since our reboot. Maybe we have. I'm pretty sure that iTunes is broken. That's what I think. You can give non-written reviews, right? I don't know. I don't know. I've re- I reviewed a podcast once, and I think it's there, but... I don't. Uh, maybe it's region specific because I remember back in the Lost and Locked days, we had a bunch of British iTunes reviews that I was never able to see, and I'm sure they loved us. I'm pretty sure they loved us. Ooh, that's interesting then because yeah, when I check, I only see five, but it says we have mm. eight ratings of five stars. So there's other people somewhere else. Like, do we have? Did did Miss Bone from the UK write a review? We just never knew because we're not in that store? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean, maybe somebody knows. I don't. Yeah, oh, I'm intrigued now. I, I've written a couple recently to see how quickly it would show up. And it showed up pretty pretty right away. I'm not okay, telling you cool. who I wrote them for. Because I don't want to give free advertising here. Oh, bummer. Okay, cool. Engineer Probably that. Yep, yeah. okay. That makes but, sense. I was going to guess. That Stephen Colbert podcast, they're gonna be like, "Great, love it, ten stars, ten out of five. Ah, uh, so I don't want to review stuff for random people, just people who I know. Okay, okay, cool. That's cool, man. Because no one did else is my... gonna care about my review. Did you see my engineer review? Did you... was it up there? I did. Yours was there. Hey, mine cool. is right that's next me. to yours because our names are near each other alphabetically. That's right. Geeky chess guy and Molten Panther. Right there, right, right next, next to, to each, each other. other. That's how the alphabet works. I'm good at alphabet. Speaking of alphabet, it's crazy news about Google recently, huh? What? Hey, is that your bummer? Sure? Oh, no, it's just a weird thing. Google's like restructuring and calling themselves alphabet. There still is going to be a Google that exists. Like alphabet's going to be the big company that can do all sorts of stuff. Google's like the search engine and like maps and all that stuff. But alphabet can do whatever they want, really. Because I've heard they're considering to buy Twitter, but it's not going to be Google buying Twitter. It's going to be Alphabet buying Twitter. Okay, all right. I'm, I, I, I'm beginning to think that you're not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> I feel like this is getting us one step closer to Google becoming Skynet. Yeah, yeah. From what I read, uh, this way they can like maybe start doing like, a military. Uh huh. Yeah. Technology. Like like Skynet. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, they definitely could. Be, it'll just be called AlphaNet. AlphaNet. Yep. Old AlphaNet. Yeah, that could happen. Huh. Wow. That's that shockingly uh, educational uh, segment, Ben. The website Thank right you. now is abc.xyz. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it says okay. G is for Google, and also that means they're alphabetically ahead of Amazon and Apple, which helps them out in phone books mm-hmm. good point good point phone books see that's very relevant these days <laughs> you know whenever somebody is going to look up a website they pull out the phone book <laughs> it happens in cheers not for websites but people on cheers always use phone books and they always use pay phones and those don't exist anymore but they're still on cheers <laughs> you're right they're I, <laughs> good point i'm watching new episodes every day they're they're still making cheers. They're making about twenty episodes a day just for you. I know they're really good at it too. I don't know how they pump mm-hmm. them out so fast. 
anyway, you know, it's just really stressful on the actors because it seems like every day they're they're just getting they look older and older. It's kind of like how like being the president, you look at like before and after photos of like the president oh, yeah. during during their term. It's like wow, you look. 30 years older. It's kind of like that being on Cheers, too. It's a very stressful job. What if Benjamin Button were a president? Would he just, like, rapidly turn into a baby by the end? Oh, man. I, You know what? I don't know. But I think you just ruined our uh, our whole Fizzbiz versus New Today presidential <laughs> campaign by introducing the new dark horse, Benjamin Button, for president. That would be so good. Cause, like, he starts off as an old man, and because of the stresses of the presidency, he just turns into, like, a toddler. In his last year. No, because, because uh, you know, it's the perfect candidate, right? Because he appeals to, to like, the the older generations of America, the more traditionalists. Like, yes, that's a president I can believe in. But then as the term goes on, he gets rapidly younger and younger. Before you know it, he's, uh, he's like, spitting up on bibs and needs his diaper change. Yelling and, YOLO. Like, babies, yeah, yelling YOLO and babies and... Uh, the elderly like babies because they poop themselves. They can say and do whatever they want. They get sippy cups. No, no, no. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like we're disrespecting the elders a bit. They can do, you know, like anyone elderly, not just like the the casual elderly. No, like the really <laughs> hardcore elderly that are really committed to it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Like the, okay. the really intense hardcore elderly might be like that. Not just like the weekend elderly, where yeah. they work a nine to five Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends they watch Matlock. Yeah, that, that's that's barely elderly. Okay, all right. It's a bummer. It, patrol. Okay, <laughs> has any of this been anyone's bummer patrol? No, you said you were going first, and then you talked about something else, and so I got confused. Sorry, that's on me. It's my fault. Also me because I let you. Ben, ah. would you like to share your happy hour? I guess. No, you shouldn't, because it's time for Bummer Patrol. You just got pranked. Boom, oh, you boom. got me. Is this all briny two-shoes? Nope. Sly Bry. Old Sly Bry. Sly Bry got Morten, me again. Morton Radio Prankster. You got got, son. Uh, it could be a Bummer Patrol. It was morning radio show I heard. But mm. I don't want to get into that right now. Okay. Save it for a rainy day. Mm. What is your actual Bummer Patrol? So, I'm going to go back to the old Ben Bummerwell. I I go here frequently. It has to do with the heat and our air conditioner not working. Mm-hmm. And it's also halfway a happy hour. Ooh, not, intriguing. Not like two weeks ago when I talked about my love of Paul Blart, the masterpiece of a movie. No, this is... So, my air conditioner is bad. It it never would really work. It it you could you put your hand up to it, you could feel cold air coming out, but not very strong. It wouldn't fill the room. It it wasn't great. Well, I was reading online and I saw a life pro tip that I opened up because I was curious about what it said. Uh, pro tips. I know this one actually very pro for my life. Can you call it a life hack? That makes me feel better. Mm, I don't know if it was a hack. It was something that. Should have been happening anyway, but I did not know. So it okay. really was more of a tip this time. It was like, hey, clean out your air conditioner filter because it can look like this and it's going to be terrible. And it was just long, like screen door type thing filled with dust and dirt and lint. Just like solid, a solid wall of it was what the picture was. 
And they're like, yeah, uh, it can make it hot. It can give you headaches and allergies. It can run up your electricity bill. I was like, oh, a lot of those things happen already. Maybe I should check mine. So I figured out how to do it. I pulled it out. It was also solid. We lived here. All right, we had a first air conditioner that broke. So he gave us a temporary one they put in our window that became permanent. And I had no idea that there was a filter, let alone that we were supposed to clean it. I thought maybe that might be a landlord job. But a month ago, I got a haircut, and I was talking about the air conditioner to the people there. And, like, another uh, haircut person and a customer were like, oh, yeah, change the filter. It should be fine. I was like, oh, I didn't know window units had filters. Like, oh, well, I don't know about window filters. So I thought that it didn't have one, so I didn't bother to even look after that. Well, I checked about a week or two ago, found it, pulled it out. It was solid. I took a picture of it to let like people know so they can see how bad it was. Tried to clean it out with my hands. It was all stuck in there. Tried the sink. Sink could not fit the entire AC filter in there. So I put it in the shower. Tried to rinse it off in the rinse. Tried to rinse it off in the shower. That kind of worked. It was falling off in very small clumps. So I plugged the bathtub and just submerged it for a while and went in the other room and waited. Then I had to rub all of the dust and lint off with my hand while it was underwater to get the lint off. This is my bumper patrol is the actual AC filter. Not that it um it took like about 30 minutes total, two total submerges and rubs which I had to it took forever, got it all clean, finally stuck it back in. As soon as I put it in, huge gust of cold air was now coming out because air could flow through the freaking thing. It feels really good in here now. Before we had to have like no sheets at night because it was that hot. Now we can use like fleece blankets at night. It just feels amazing in here. I'm happy. Uh, okay, I think it that started out really well as a bummer patrol. Started really well, um, but then it, it ended. It ended in too too positive of a place. That's not a really good bummer patrol. If I can add something on, I guess. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You need to like sandwich it. You okay. start with something that's like a downer. And you say, ah, oh, but then this, and then the prestige. And just, yeah, and then the prestige. That's when <laughs> a real that's when you really just turn it. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you drop. Sad. That's when you drop it like a real like Wootenator type bumper oh. patrol, where you're like, and then that's when I realize every day we wake up, we're one day closer to death or something oh. like that. Something little, yeah. All right. Well. uh... I read after that that I have to clean it once every 30 days. No! I know. I have to just constantly so clean to, it every month. You're going to have to you're going to have to bathe your air air filter. Your My air filter. You're, you're going to have to ba- bathe your air filter <laughs> once a month now. That seems unreasonable. I probably won't have to bathe it because it won't be a solid. I'll also have to do some light cleansing, maybe with a wet rag. Okay. Or a hair dryer, leaf blower. Whatever can just knock it all out of there. One of those sure. air squirters that squirt it out really fast. I don't know what it's called. Sure, like a like an RC helicopter that could Ooh, work. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear. Hmm. I need to well. do the same for our tower fan, but I don't think that has a filter I can get out. So we need some kind of like small thin feather duster type thing. But I don't I don't know where to buy those. I don't know what aisle that would be in. I don't want to tromp all over an entire store. But yeah, so that's my whole bumper patrol, that the air filter was terrible. I, I for one, am uh, I'm 
very excited to hear about your your burgeoning uh, AC repair career. I think this will be very lucrative, and it's a good direction to go. And people need AC. We just, you know, it's a fact of life. We've had it since the dawn of time. We invented fire, and then we invented air conditioning to balance out the heat. Exactly. The 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 first man, first man, cavemen. They were uh, doing cave drawings. They invented fire. They discovered fire, but they didn't invent fire. They invented like, fire. I don't. It, um, I. I think it was like a pre-existing element. You can't really invent an element. <laughs> I think it was a pre-existing condition. Yeah, it was a pre-existing <laughs> condition. So their caveman insurance did not cover it. <laughs> oh, sorry. You already had fire on Earth. <laughs> yeah. So when it burned down your cave, your cave home somehow it burned down it just, your cave <laughs> your cave got burned down that's a pretty big fire i don't wow uh, you know, i don't tell you that's well it had to be like impressive like fire. lava like in that thing at the start of inside out yes of course yeah that thing that short game inside out that people love <laughs> oh, okay that was a downer here's my bummer patrol ben music what's up with again? that again you old man uh, okay, but specifically, here's one of my problems with music as a medium. All right. And this is on this is this is my problem. This is not anything that music could change to make me happy. This is a Brian specific problem. All right. I have poor lyrical comprehension. Oh, me Just, too. <laughs> yeah, can't you know? I've heard songs for years, don't know any of the words. Uh, there, there's uh, I can't think of who is the artist that performs this song but i've heard it dozens of times and i found out recently that the the chorus is uh something along the lines of uh bring me a higher love da, 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 da. yeah i'll have to look up who it is but i thought for years that it was something about an iron lung really i thought i thought it was make me an iron lung you're not thinking of that know. weird l song about mr frump and the iron lung no no that might be that might be what incepted the idea in my mind okay i haven't seen that yet you should it's a heist film you love those it's like a real ant i didn't know that i found the song i don't know what it sounds like yet but i found it someone named steve winwood i haven't even heard of him Yep, yep. Higher love, uh, or iron lung, as I thought it was for a long time. That's uh, you know, I I don't know. It's, it's nonsense noise. That's what music sounds like to me. I can't ever really pick out what's being said. Well, that's never. That's I guess almost never why I even listen to music. I blame my poor lyrical comprehension on being in band for several years. We never had to learn the song. I did not know what our fight song sounded like, or the words of it were. I didn't mm. know. Well. I guess I didn't. I guess I did know what the words were when our fight song was Dixie, but uh, <laughs> I didn't know in like at the U of A because Megan and I both somehow instantly forgot what our fight song was in college. I forgot how it went. She forgot the words. We heard it. She was singing along with it. I didn't know the words. I didn't know the words for alma mater. I never had to learn them. One time it was bonus points on a test, and I was really mad because it wasn't fair. I could write out the notes if that would have counted. That yeah, I have to play for it, or I could have sang it for them. But I, didn't, I couldn't write out the words of it. But, so I listen mostly for the music and how that grabs me. Right, right. That makes sense. So if it's, like, catchy or entertaining, I can, I'm can. i okay with that. Almost no matter who it is. Hmm. As long as it's catchy or entertaining. Because I don't really hear most of the words. If I do hear the words and they're dumb words, then I hate it. 
if I don't hear the words, I'm, I'm good. I can stick with it. That's why I can enjoy Weird Al's word crimes. I don't have to listen to What's-His-Face's blurred lines. You know what? There, you, you bring up an interesting point because Weird Al, for some reason, I don't know why. I've always, I've never had much trouble. Maybe he just enunciates really well. I think he has to because it's, I mean, it's the, the point. joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he didn't, be kind of. Well, I guess other than the smells like Nirvana. Right. Yeah, that's the where joke it is that. the joke that you can't hear the words. Mm-hmm. Although, although, even with Weird Al, my favorite musician of all time. Uh, yes. There's. There, there there have been some cases where I've heard a song and then years later something clicks where I'm like, oh, this what that's what he's saying. That's the joke. Okay, I get it. All right, it's very good. Yeah, we're all we're all crazy Mennonites living in an Amish paradise. Mennonites. No idea what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, we're all crazy men and and kites. And, uh, I probably didn't Mennonites. know that initially either because I wouldn't have known what a Mennonite was when I first heard that song. That's true. I also didn't and know then... what Gangsters Paradise was, but I still like the song. And there's a, there's a, uh, there's a uh, circumcision joke in Pre-Fly for a Rabbi that went right over my head the first hundred times. Just like that joke in Inside Out. Exactly. Exactly the same thing. But yeah, but yeah uh, lyrical comprehension. Have I, have, have, um, on the podcast, has my, um, my penchant for uh, 90s West Coast rap come up before? Uh, I think maybe a couple times. Okay, I, just, I enjoy that. I, it's something I kind of like. I, I actually I, I have conflicting feelings about it because I do. It's something I enjoy for some reason because of its uh, complexity. It's very uh, the construction's very impressive to me. But I go years without. You know, it takes a while. I really have to like Da Vinci code this. Like, there's a big whiteboard. <laughs> I'm trying to break it down. I'm drawing lines. There's string. I'm like, okay, this that's that's, that's Wait. Up this rhyme. That's very clever. How are you sticking this? string to a whiteboard with you don't uh, stick, tags you don't stick tags in a whiteboard <laughs> you can't tell me how to use a whiteboard ben i bought the whiteboard with my money it I wouldn't can be use easy it to like. do though it's with a cork board it's never been easy ben but i make it work <sighs> anyway but yeah it's that's that's a fun challenge for me as i enjoy sticking the pins sound. in a cork board yeah it's a, a fun challenge <laughs> is sticking pins in a whiteboard yeah photoshop challenge you get you get hooked by you get hooked by the dope beats, Ben, and then you go okay, well okay, what's being said here? Okay, that's clever. That's not okay. Well, I don't know. And then you get to the, the point where it's very problematic, where you realize like okay, there's some real like toxic ideas. This is very misogynistic, and I don't know if this is uh when was this? This was recorded in the 90s, like the 1890s. <laughs> oh no, the 1990s. Wow. Okay. Well. Mm, too bad we've come a long way in 20 years i guess i don't know yeah mostly yeah except for blurred lines have you heard the new dr dre album ben sorry i haven't heard the old dr dre album oh okay just the the one that he hit he did Mm -hmm. he has two others this is his third are you gonna watch that uh movie about the people oh yeah the west coast rap stuff right uh straight out compton yeah Yeah, that one oh yeah of course i didn't know straight out of linwood was a reference to that yeah, that's the that's the whole. Thing. I thought it was just Weird Al having a cool name for his episode or his, his uh, album. No, he grew up in Linwood, California, which, as he puts it, is Compton adjacent. Sure, but yeah, all right. So that's cool. So your happy hour is Compton, yeah. right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So it's a very confusing mess of a of a bummer <laughs> patrol this week. 
is your lack of lyrical comprehension. Yes, that's, okay. that's my bummer patrol. And I will second that about with mine. Mm-hmm. So, with that out of the way, let's move forward to a little reading railroad. Take a look, it's in a book of reading railroad. All right, guys, now we're going to talk to you about some books that we have been reading as of late. Give a little quick review, maybe a recommendation or two. It's Reading Railroad. So, Ben, what's been, on, what's been on your bookshelf lately? All right, well, my bookshelf is full of books, so a lot of stuff's oh, there. Oh, fancy guy. Look at this guy yeah. here with all of his books. It's a small I don't book even too. own a book. What? Well, most of the current books that are being read are no longer the bookshelf because that's full of my status books, like okay. Stephen King and mm. uh, old magazines, stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but your unread copy of Infinite Jest. I, that's you. Ah, oh, so much jest, that's, that's, just like an infinite amount of it. That, 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 that's not me. No, that, that, that's you. Uh, also, Slaughterhouse Five is over there because I read that. So it really is like a trophy case at this point. Yeah. Like, look, look at what I've conquered. I've made these books mine. They're in my head. Well, and the third policeman, I think. But uh, it's not much of a trophy case. It's only two shelves. We need a way bigger bookcase. It's not big enough to hold our books. But also, you can't see it because there's a chair in front of it. So it's mm-hmm. a very, very poor trophy case. Uh, no, so we have a stack of books over on a different chair. And those are the books that are currently being read or mean to be read. Well, we got one from a nerd block I talked about before. It is called Ready Player One. I think maybe Fizzbiz talked about it before. I can't remember. Sounds familiar. She might have tweeted about it. I know Anne tweeted about it recently. Well, Huffington Post says, delightful, dot, 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 the grown-ups Harry Potter. Which, that's come on, that's still Harry Potter. No man, I get I get what they're laying down. Harry Potter's for babies. No, this is not a like teenagers. Ah, nope. Uh, so this book, it's about what's well, in twenty forty four. It's kind of a messed up world in the future. Uh, about a teenager named Wade Wilson. No wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead- so uh, so Deadpool. Look, look, oh man, Deadpool's <laughs> in this book. Wade Watts. That's it. It is. It is a virtual utopia called the Oasis, which is like the new internet of the time. Everyone uses it for everything. You can use it for school. You can use it for like just hanging out with your friends. It's virtual reality. It's just it's the new thing now, especially because the world sucks in the future of this thing. So everyone just wants to escape to the Oasis. It's like the Matrix. And this Although, was a- it's like a voluntary Matrix because yes. those people were not signing off no, on that. No. Uh, f- people still live in the real world. You have to either afford an oasis or maybe rent one at some kind of cafe bar type place or get like a cheap one or something like that. Well, uh, the guy that created it, there are like two people. One, one of them's kind of maybe sort of Steve Jobsy, Bill Gatesy type character, but uh, super nerdy, super into eighties pop culture, video games, music, all that. Well, he dies and he leaves his fortune to whoever can solve the mystery or find his easter egg in the oasis and it's like a big contest that everyone's trying to solve you have to find these three keys open these three gates and all of it inquire uh inquires all of it requires an in-depth knowledge of all the stuff of the 80s 
And so it's this kid trying to do it. It's full of references to things I've never read or played. Not read. There's like no books in here that I've ever yeah, seen or played or heard. But I've heard, I mean, some of them, sure. But uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, some of it I, I hope is satire and not just wishful thinking. Because otherwise it would be kind of sad about what it, some of the future would be like. They hit some, there's some like cliche generic things in there. He makes some friends, the love interest. My least favorite thing about the book is that it's in first person. I don't like first person books mm. because I don't want to identify with this character if I don't like them. Right. I did not like the main character. I kept saying I. I'm like, I don't want to be reading I. I hate his dialogue for the most part. To me, or actually, you might like this. It reminded me of Life is Strange dialogue. Oh, <gasps> you might oh, like man. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm sold. Give me all the copies of Ready Player One. Especially there's a chapter that starts where he's chatting online with this girl he's had a crush on for a long time who writes this blog. And what a coincidence. He gets to talk to her in real life. Well, I mean, not real life, but in chat instead of just through her blog. But the chapter starts off with like three or four pages of like a chat log between the two. His dialogue is like the cringiest thing I've ever read. I wanted to stop reading, but I wanted to see what was going to happen next. Oh, my God. It just drove me crazy. It was... I don't even know what to call it. I, I didn't like it, though. It reminded of me of me when I was, like, 12. If that helps summarize how we talked. And he's not 12. He's supposed to graduate from high school. I don't know. So I like I like it overall. I feel like I hate the main character. Mm-hmm. And the main character seems... I can't think of the right word. But it feels like what the guy who wrote it wanted his life to be like mm. so there's like there's like a an element of like wish fulfillment yeah in there. yeah that's it a lot of that kind of stuff like oh all of a sudden i got to be big and strong and powerful and the best of everybody right right it's power fantasy that kind of yeah, yeah. That stuff kind of bothers me about the book overall i like it mm. but yeah or like they'll get to a bunch of interesting things going on and then they'll spend a couple pages just talking about the backstory of technologies that are going on and I just want to know the plot at that point. I, I have mm. I have the universe and the environment. I don't really I – mean, it wasn't even relevant later on. But And sometimes it might be a little bit over-reliance on the 80s. Or like, right, yeah. It's a bit of a crutch at times. Yeah, that, that happens often. Sometimes it's okay. Like there's a major plot point with like Joust or like War Games. That Those are big enough I know about. But then he has like an AI that helps him out that he bases off of Max Headroom, who I've heard of. But I have oh, yeah. very little like connection to that character, and he's important for a little bit. And they keep referencing to it and stuff like that. And like I, I kept feeling like I was missing out. Like I, I would only really appreciate the book entirely if I had an encyclopedic knowledge of the '80s, like the main character does. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. But yeah, it was still good overall. I still recommend it overall. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, the the author also had a contest for real. Where uh, if there was an Easter egg in his book, it was something like uh, if, if you looked at all the typos in the book and put them together, it made a website. And that website led to like three challenges you would have to do to win and restored 1981 DeLorean, hmm. which someone won. I think the last stage they had to do was get the high score or world record high score in Joust. Wow. And someone won it. So that was kind of cool. Huh. They're making That's, a movie. Yeah. That sounds more interesting than the actual book. I'd like to hear about that guy that won the DeLorean. Yeah. but So it's yeah. kind of interesting. Well, like at one point, uh, 
he has to beat a high score of Pac-Man, and he's so good at Pac-Man that he does it on like his just second or third try. Mm. He gets the highest score ever. I'm like, okay, okay. Dude. <laughs> Do you get a kill screen? Uh, he got. I don't. Is it called the kill screen? He talked about the screen where like all the dots get all like weird, and like stuffs on the screens all like they're like weird artifacts of images, and the only way to get the last few dots is like to have the ghost kill you, and you get the five dots and have it kill you again over and over. Or something I don't know. So sometimes it's over reliance on that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got that vibe from the little bit I read. Yeah, but overall it's good. It's interesting. And, uh, like you said, they're making a major Oopie. motion picture. Yes, uh, Spielberg directed by Spielberg. Yeah. It's cool because in the book, someone references it as one of their favorite uh, people directors. Director. Oh people. sure. <laughs> no, if you're talking like '80s directors, Spielberg's. Top three. Yeah, there's no casting yet. Some of the casting is going to be interesting because are they going to have different actors for their real world versus their avatar? Because some of them look different slightly, some of them look different drastically because mm. that's how it is on the internet. You can be whoever you want. Okay. okay. So are they going to have the same people? Or are they going to mix it up and have them different? Okay, so I. Okay, so you cast actors for. I don't know. How much of it takes place within this oasis? Most of it? Probably at least half, probably more than that. Pro- maybe if you half, uh, you cast actors for the 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 real world stuff, and then uh, the Oasis. It's it's kind of like this heightened reality, but it's a little bit off. So I do like a really like a movie quality CG where you're doing the same characters, the same actors are voicing the characters, but you can make them look like whatever. And then I would make it a mishmash of live action and CG. No, that's what I would think. But I think the Oasis is going to look – it's supposed to look realistic, the Oasis. It's supposed to like just seem super realistic because there's a big – like multiple paragraphs and pages where it goes on and on about the things people buy to make it feel even more real. Like these suits and chairs that make you feel like maybe heat or cold or like when you touch something. And like there's like a smell tower you can get to make smells happen. And there's even a couple things that aren't very PG at all that people buy to make things feel more real. Because it already looks super real. I think it's what it's supposed to be like. And since some of them already look almost exactly the same but have weight differences, are they going to have them, like, I don't know, like, lose weight in between which halves they film? Or, like, make them wear some kind of, like, padded suit to make them look bigger sometimes? Some of the some of the characters are going to have to have drastically different ones, but some will have to have the exact same actor, which could get confusing. Yeah, I mean, there there seems like there's a list of challenges involved in turning it into a film, but if anyone's up for it, Spielberg should yeah. handle it handle it well. I think he'll be able to do it well. I'm just really curious how it's going to turn out. I didn't care as much about the real world storyline. I think the Oasis stuff was more interesting because mm-hmm. there's stuff. Because it was mixing together, mixing together all sorts of pop cultures from everything, like how there are like a, hundreds and maybe thousands of different planets in this place. There's like one that's just recreations of the Whedon universe, and you can play through quests that have you like recreate recreate storylines from that. Like you can get like an X-wing as you like uh, a flying thing or a transport or something in the game. Huh. So we're, that'll be interesting, we're, too, how they're going to try to get rights to all, some of the stuff they're going to have to have sure. that are major storyline things. Like, I think there's a Firefly-class ship is a major, like, character's transport. 
Mm. Are they going to talk to Fox and get a Firefly ship? Are they going to have to change it up and try to get an X-Wing? But what if Disney's not cool with that? You're right. It uh, sounds like it's uh, going to be pretty tricky to get all those rights. Yeah. The arcade game should be easy. But there's also like some major know, 80s movies that they're going to have to get stuff for. I don't even know with some of this. I don't know. But I, I I'm interested. I mean, the film could have little to nothing to do with the actual book. They could just redo the whole thing. They could. They could change Ground what the challenges up. are. But, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's so, what I've been reading. It's a, it's a recommendation. Uh, out of on, out of five stars, what would you give it? It depends. Half stars. Well, I can do it for myself or for other people. For myself, no, I, I would give it a four. For other people, okay. it depends how much you care about 80s pop culture. If you don't care, don't bother. Because you're not going to get anything that's in here. You're not going to appreciate... Because it, it, you have to already have some kind of appreciation to enjoy it, I think. Mm. You're not going to care about yeah. some guy explaining the intric- intricacies of how to beat someone at Joust. Mm-hmm. I love Joust. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm just asking your personal opinion. I don't Mine, mean, I'll I give don't... it a four out of five. Okay, cool. There are so... things that bothered me, but I still enjoyed it overall. All right. I dig it, man. I dig it. So, Ready Player One by, what's the uh, Ernest Klein. Ah, uh, that guy. He's got a new book out now called Armada, which yeah. I hear is just The Last Starfighter. What is The Last Starfighter? Oh, man. You ever seen The Last Starfighter? I've oh, not. man. Oh, you got to check it out, Ben. I guess I won't, won't read that then because that's space. Mm-hmm. The, and you hate space. Space has no relation to Earth. I like Earth-related things. Space has some relation to Earth. Well, but yes. most of it's just in space, and there's spacey things. Oasis, at least, it had its basis in the 80s earth everything was related to something about that so i understood that all right so check out ready player one so what have you been reading ryan you don't have to take my word for it oh sorry uh hey so i've uh read a book recently it's called 14 you read 14 books nope just one book called 14 that would make that person a teenager it's yes, exactly. Which means and, a baby. Mm-hmm. Yep, teenagers are babies. Teen Peter Klein is the author Wait, of this. Another Klein. Klein's. Oh, I, I was like, are they related? <laughs> now, Peter Peter Klein's wrote this book, and I'm embarrassed to say it. I got I got duped, man, by the marketing. They really they really pulled me in. I I I. The only reason I checked this book out, gave it a second look, is because of the review pull quote on the cover. Uh oh, is it from Stephen King? Which it's not Stephen King. It's somebody I've never heard of. So, oh. I mean, anytime you put like anytime you put Stephen King's name on something, and he's like, I, people who like TV shows should watch this TV show about TV shows. Stephen King, and I'm like, all right, well, I respect Stephen King's opinion on stuff for some reason. I check it out. I don't know who this person is, but the quote on the front says, a riveting apocalyptic mystery in the style of Lost. Oh, so yeah. Like, okay. All right. Sure. I Okay. Let's. You're really setting yourself up for failure if that's what you're <laughs> pitching. It's uh, big shoes to fill, but let's check it out. What is the style of Lost? As it turns out, uh, the style of Lost, at least as it relates to this particular book, is... A very large cast of characters. It's like Stephen and, King. Like Stephen King. Uh, yeah, I guess we're 
things are getting like really weirdly circular because we're talking about this book, which is taking influence from Lost, although Lost, you know, took influence Damon, from Stephen King. Took influence from Stephen King, <laughs> but as we all know, Stephen King's a Time Lord, and he took all of his ideas from what the future. Isn't that about Roland Deschain or whatever? The Dark Tower yeah, no, books are about how about... Stephen King took his ideas from Lost. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the the, the gunslinger uh, is actually the Man in Black from Lost, of course. Oh, now we know. Which is weird. No, because there's ran- a Man in Black character. No. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, I think that's the Man in Black. So he's Jacob. Yes. Uh, it's all not making any sense to anybody if they're not familiar with Stephen <laughs> King and <laughs> Lost <laughs> or books or books. Uh, so let me just give you a brief rundown of this. Uh, it's book 14. Uh, it's about a guy named Nate. They pitch him as an everyman character. Uh, you know, adult, early 30s, somewhere in there. Does he ever have flashbacks with a really bad mullet wig? No, no, unfortunately. That would be incredible. Okay, sorry, just curious. He counts to five and lets the fear in, but only for five seconds. Uh, and then and he eats spine pasta. Yeah, oh, like angel hair pasta. Still to this day, cannot <laughs> eat angel hair pasta without thinking about How often that. does that opportunity come up? I've had some angel hair pasta. Okay. From I, time to time. No one really offers me angel hair pasta, so I, I wouldn't know. Well, hey, man, next time you get here to Atlanta, I'm going to offer you the world's first and only angel hair pasta ice cream cake. <laughs> All right, I'll talk about this one. All right, so Nate, uh, you know, this is every main character, hates his job. He needs a new place to stay, so he hears about this apartment from a guy at a party. The guy's like, hey, I just moved out of this place. The price is incredible. You should check it out. It's a little weird, but, uh, you know, if you, if you need a place, you should look into it. So he moves into this apartment building, and it's in Los Angeles. It's an old apartment building. And there strange things begin to happen and he meets the other tenants and they begin to try to solve the history of the building and its purpose uh it it much like the island from lost there is a um there's a pretty deep history with this location and they're trying to unravel that mystery and they set up a bunch of sub mysteries throughout some Pretty interesting. Others fall a little bit flat, but it seems like every every few pages they're throwing something new and weird at you. Like, oh, but then he finds out about this. Uh, you know, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. It's not to spoil the fun of it, but it's a you know it's an interesting little kind of breezy weekend read. You can get through it pretty quick. Um, I will say that there is a kind of shift in genre in the back half of the book, which doesn't really work for me but it's more of a personal taste thing uh i could see how some people would find it interesting i was a little bit disappointed but overall it was an interesting read it kept me uh you know invested till the end so i give it a i give it a three out of five stars cool so it's a spoiler to say what genre it shifts to right i think it would be okay crap I was curious because the genre shift in the middle of 112263 is what made me dislike that part of the book. But then the genre shifted back again. Mm-hmm. It just took a I'm genre a detour. Of, I'm a big fan of a genre shift. It's going to be a future happy hour. Oh, then you should check out Cabin in the Woods. 
uh, already already a big fan. Uh, we yes. talked about it last week, <laughs> or we and we talked about Tucker and Dale versus Evil as well, which has a couple of interesting yeah little moments. Yeah, genre shifts are good. Well, yeah, so that's your happy hour absolutely. this week. Genre absolutely, shifts. yeah, that, just the hour that the, the idea that a genre can be a variable; it doesn't have to be logged. That's pretty interesting. I, actually, that's, I mean, I think that's what I found really appealing about the first few seasons of Community you tune in and it's like now we're doing an election episode but it's a western now what about the first season of lost uh yeah no i mean yeah that's that was cool too because the flashbacks enabled them to tell a, a big uh you know range of stories it's like okay this is about this is our con story it's about a con man it's a medical show this week and now you get Ana lucia in season two as a cop show yeah that's yeah, cool and now that's what we do too. Genre shift every week. We're doing the exact same thing. <laughs> We're just We're like pretty Lost. much the modern Lost. Thank you, Ben. In podcast form. Who uh, expected a Bigfoot show this week? Nobody. Exactly. Is that people who are the not, after show? Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they might not expect. They might have forgotten by now. Probably. I I did so. So, uh, yeah, that's my book. Do you have any other books you want to talk about? I've got one that I want to briefly run down. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I plan to read Simon Pegg's biography thing. Oh, hey, that sounds cool. I haven't yet. how that is. Yeah, I will. It's called Simon Pegg, or Nerd Do Well, A Small Boy's Journey to Becoming a Big Kid. There's also one that I haven't read yet, Kevin Smith, but I can't say what the title is. Tough S-Word. Oh, right. I haven't read that one yet, but that's life advice from a fat, lazy slob who did good. Hmm. New York Post says it's hilarious. So you keep getting uh, you keep getting these books as part of your nerd block package, right? We were, but now we're not getting those blocks because we're saving up for an Orlando trip. Nice. Okay, cool. So I, I just briefly, I'll say that some time ago, um, I really enjoyed this collection of short stories by B.J. Novak. Oh, yeah. I wanted yeah, to read that. I you may know, uh, you may recognize him as being uh, the voice of Baker from the Smurfs movie. I'm sure that's what most people remember him as. He was also, I guess, on a show called The Office or something. He was in the newsroom as what his character in The Office kind of was almost, except richer and oh. successful. Oh, that's interesting. It was cool. Uh, but it's a, it's a collection of, of short stories by him that uh, range. Uh, they, they show, like... Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really impressed. I was actually really impressed by by his, uh, his writing style. It's very funny, but Ryan then Stiles? some of the stories. I was very impressed by Ryan Styles <laughs> how he just improv the whole book. <laughs> wow. Uh, I know uh, improvised books. It's gonna be the big thing in the future. Uh, but no, no, his uh, like the, the the range of topics is really impressive. Uh, I literally this book made me laugh and cry, which is pretty impressive. Wow! Uh, at the same time, the stories at the same time. No, different times. Oh. Uh, it's like some of the stories are shockingly like 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 touching and, and poignant. It's uh, really really great. I I just uh, I'll say that uh, some of my favorites are there's a story that centers on a rematch between the tortoise and hare that I think was a pretty good premise. Cool. Uh, you've got a uh, you've got a uh, one. Uh, one of the funnier stories is uh, Wikipedia Brown in the case of the missing bicycle. It's <laughs> really good. Uh, 
so uh, you know, I, I recommend people check it out if you're a fan of things that are good. I will say oh. that. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I should actually say the name, yeah. uh, right? <laughs> uh, it's called uh, One More Thing: Stories and Other Stories by B.J. Novak. I think I heard him tell either one or part of one on an episode of Ask Me Another once. Probably, yeah. He, uh, I found out about it because This American Life did a dramatized version of one of the stories for their show, and I was impressed by it. So, so he just made the NPR rounds. Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to sell a book of short stories, you just hit all the big NPR shows. Or be Stephen King. Or be Stephen King. He just, you know, he puts his name on anything and it sells. Yep. A piece of golden dog crap. He could sell that one. Sure. I mean, that'd be weird. I'd buy it just out of the novelty factor. Yeah. Well, that's not a novelty dog crap, though. Oh, sorry. It's a real dog crap. Yeah, it's a real one. A novelty real dog crap. Uh, So uh, I will say, just heads up, uh, some of the stories are shockingly very brief, and then some of them get really vulgar in a surprising way. But uh, overall, it's very, very funny, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, uh, here's another uh, title. I just really like the title of this one. It's The Comedy Central Roast of Nelson Mandela. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. I want to check that out. He's a clever man who wrote clever things. Like The Office. That's all I have to say about it. Exactly. So that concludes this sophomore edition of Reading Railroad. If you'd like to, you know, tell us about some books you read, send an email or something. Yeah, just know, do that. That'd be cool. Sure. <laughs> so now we're gonna take a break and head onward to feedback. It was big! Bigger than big! Huge, huge, large, astronomically big. Big would be an understatement. Very big! Oh, God, huge! When it arrives, you better not be alone. Bigfoot. Pizza Hut! From Pizza Hut, two square feet of pizza on a totally different crust. $10.99 for up to three toppings. It's bigger than Pizza Pizza. Bigfoot from Pizza Hut, a legendary value. Pizza Hut offers free delivery of Bigfoot pizza in West Michigan. Sound. Oh, the mail's here. Oh, great. Thanks. What's this? A letter for me. Welcome to listener feedback. If you'd like to write into the show, we encourage you to do so. Our email address is happycastfeedback at gmail.com. That's right, happycastfeedback.com. Or you can call in and leave a voicemail. Our number is 77-HAPPY-NUN. H-A-P-P-Y-N-U-N. Follow us on Twitter at HappyCast. Like us on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Go to HappyCast.website for the latest news and happenings in HappyCast land. And if you would like to help the show out, we... Donate money. No, no, we (laughs) don't need donations, but you can, uh, if you'd like, uh, tell a friend about the show and leave a review. Yeah, I have an idea. (laughs) Sure. Why haven't we ever set up one of those Amazon things? Oh, the the ingenuity guys do. Both of us use Amazon so much, we could just use it for ourselves too. We could just fund fund it, yeah, yeah, fund it ourselves. <laughs> if anyone else wants to buy off Amazon, just just go there. Why not? Get a kickback. We haven't done that, so you can't do that. But we no, should at least do that because we buy stuff off Amazon all the time. That's true. I do buy a lot of things off Amazon. I could buy one of those fancy snowball mics and maybe a freaking mic stand, so I have hands free. What what percentage do you think you get from that? Like one percent? Probably pretty small, but. Whatever. Three. 
maybe if enough people buy really expensive things off Amazon, we'll I'm be thinking set. about buying a new Xbox uh, in a month or so, so I oh. could buy that on Amazon. You could. We'll set that up first. So everyone, cool. keep an eye out, and then buy everything off of Amazon. Also, we're on Excellent. Yik Yak. Yik Yak. Anonymously, uh, we're on Snapchat. Flib us on Flim Flam. No, Zip Zap us on Zip Zorp. I don't remember oh, what right. that was. Of course. Sorry, yep, sorry. we're on Snapchat. Happy Cast. We Snapchat all the snappiest Wait, chats. Are are we? Wait, are we really? I don't know what that even is. I don't I know. Don't, yeah. Okay, I didn't. Yo us on Yo. Sure, I do use Yo. Yo is great. They now have group Yo. Yos. They have GIF Yos. They have video Wait, hey. Yos, recording Yos. Really? They have group Yos? I've sent you a few group Yos. Have you? I Maybe I should probably see if I need an update. Oh, you might need it then because, yeah, yeah you okay. can send, like, it has, like, preset GIFs. They have preset emojis you can yo at each other. Like, right now, my yo themes are can't sleep. So I'll get, like, a, a Breaking Bad uh, GIF choice. You can refresh it and get new ones. You can do picture yos, voice yos. I'll do a, pic- a voice yo right now. Hey, Brian, I'm yoing a voice yo. Yo. You probably won't get it unless you're not unless you're updated. I'm actually sending a second one to somebody. I accidentally hit a face. I don't know. It was it was Broland, bro. Yeah, yo us on yo. Yeah, I just want to put it out there. Yo is really stupid, but in a way that I can 100% get behind. There's some cool stuff you can do now. I'm actually sending a second one to somebody. I accidentally hit a. Oh, I just got yoed. There that was. was. Probably really weird for the listener. Probably. Well, they they probably tell it came out of a phone though. But yeah, yo can be useful sometimes. If I don't want to have a phone a picture saved to my phone, which I guess is what Snapchat's for, but not not in a creepy way. I mean, like I'm taking a picture of our neighbor's truck outside, parked in Megan's lane diagonally because he can't park right sometimes. I'll take a picture. Mm-hmm. I don't need that picture saved to my phone. I'm never going to use it again. I'll just yo it to her so she can see me or see it. Okay. Yeah, no, it seems like it serves a function. Yeah, so it, it has some usefulness. Uh, it's good to be... Like, you can yo if you're like, uh, hey, I'm outside. I don't want to honk because I'm not a jerk. And I don't want to call you. And my legs are broken, so I can't get outside. So I just wanted to do a little voice yo. little yo. I don't know. I kind of like the simplicity of yo classic in which you just sent the word yo back and forth. You can see and that? You had to... You had to read into it what yo, what the yo meant. I was not good at that. You could also do location yo's. You'd be like, yo, I'm currently sitting here at the Starbucks on Grand Street. That that could be useful, I can see, if we are all in a theme park and we get lost from each other, but we don't want to call because we don't want to talk in front of a bunch of people. I'll just yo a location. Like, look, location yo, I'm over by the Froyo stand. Mm-hmm. And the other person can go, oh, I'm over by the Men in Black ride. Pretty cool. Yep. So this week's podcast brought to you by Yo. Yo, what out? All right. So let's start reading some emails. Oh, uh, yeah. Before we do, would you like to, uh, We um, between reading Railroad and feedback, we had a, like a three-hour long conversation about oh. Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after filtering... My discussion through the filter of Brian, I've realized that it is actually more of a three and not a four star because there are more things I disliked about the book than I remembered. Mm. So, mm. three stars. The main character is a total jerk. I do not All like All right. 
Artemis is way cooler. So think about checking it out, maybe. Yeah, maybe check it out. Check it out if you really like the 80s. It's still what I'm going to go with. All right, very good. So getting on to email. First email of the day comes from... What? No, no. Can my, could my Could my eyes be deceiving me? Is this true? It, do it, do it, do ooh. Uh, okay, I wasn't doing a. Uh, it didn't really work anyway, me. grammatically. No, no. The first email of the day comes to us from Anton Bruckner. Whoa, I have not heard his name in a long time. It's a real blast from the past, guys. What a treat. Let's hear what he has to say. I've not read this email. I'm going in cold. I apologize for any uh, errors. I mean, you need a blanket or a coat then? <clears throat> yes, I'm very cold. Maybe a nice uh, holiday sweater, like a knitted sweater. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, someone knit one of those up. Photoshop challenge, Brian in a Christmas sweater. Okay. For some reason. <clears throat> Anton Bruckner says, Hello, Happy Cast. I have been thoroughly enjoying your comeback this year. Keep up the good work. I hope to hear you for a long time. You will, you. as long as you stick us on a permanent loop. Mm -hmm. No, thank you, sir. That means a lot. I do appreciate the words of encouragement. Yes, thank you. And then he has a happy hour. His happy hour is installing a projector in your basement. I recently installed a projector in my basement and oh. found it to be a worthwhile investment. Ooh, really? Why is that? Well, I've read this email. He goes on. <laughs> he goes on. <clears throat> I've been a fan of going to movie theaters, always have been, but am a grump when it comes to people talking or crumpling rappers during the movie. Can now I can enjoy a movie in peace. I can see that. Movie Lounge That's has true. Uh, a lot of mostly non-crunchy food. Megan got nachos, but I didn't really hear them. I was busy with my mm. double-decker grilled cheese. Mm, yummy. Sounds good. What kind of cheese was on that grilled cheese? Uh, it had cheddar and brie. Ooh, I think brie. each deck might have been different. It's a good choice. It was really good. Unusual. The fries were pretty good, too. And nice. oh, Sorry sorry to derail this for a second. Uh, I forgot to tell about this earlier. I forgot after it got to me that it was a double-decker grilled cheese. And so I, I saw it as two grilled cheeses piled on top of each other, but, like, cut in half. So I grabbed the first one, ate half of it. I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. I looked down, grabbed the next half. It was just cheese on top of bread. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't like do this right. <laughs> an open-faced grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Second half, I was good. Ate it all in one. It was amazing altogether. So go to Movie Lounge and yo that you're there. Sorry. Sounds Basement projector. Basement projector. Sounds cool. I Man, I would love to have a basement projector to watch yeah. my own film you wait <laughs> which film to watch my own film i <laughs> don't like talking about my film on the podcast Ben. it's very personal i've been working on it for a long oh. time oh i thought it was like uh, personal no 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 i it's you know it's been in i've been editing it for a while kind of tinkering with it it's going to be my masterpiece it's my it's my my magnum opus when are you going to show it to like sundance or can i'm going to show it to sundance uh I'm going to show it to Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid. Um, rest in peace, Paul Newman. Your salad dressing he dead? carries your legacy forward. <laughs> that would have been a good one for the dead or alive. I had no idea about that one. Oh, yeah, Paul Newman is very dead, yes. Unfortunately. <clears throat> Anton Bruckner goes on to say, Bummer Patrol, moving! I recently moved into a new house where I installed a projector and found the whole process to be extremely stressful and tiring. Yep. As someone who has moved in the past, I concur. 
I haven't moved recently, except for that time I moved all the furniture around, and that was stressful and tiring. This furniture mm-hmm. rotation in one room. Oh yeah, no, rearranging furniture is a real hassle, and imagine imagine actually like moving all your possessions from one place to another. Yeah. Ah, uh, just the idea of it. I'm I'm winded thinking about. it. I guess it. at least with moving, you can put all of your stuff somewhere else at at some time. When rearranging, everything is where you want other things to be. So you have to move mm-hmm. stuff to like a hallway or like sitting in the kitchen for some reason. Sorry. It, it does become like a weird it becomes a weird jumble at that point, right? That part was kind of fun. I enjoyed that because I'm a fan of puzzle games and Tetris mm-hmm. and anything like that. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can move this over here while I do this thing. I can stand the sofa up on its end so I have more room. I didn't actually mm-hmm. do that, but I thought about it at one point. But you you could have if you wanted to. Well, I didn't want to accidentally put a dent in the wall. So I, I think I, I say sofa. I didn't want to bend my sofa. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty cushiony. It's hard to make a dent in it. Hmm. Uh, is the email over? I hear you ask. No! Netflix pick. We have a Netflix pick. Anton Bruckner says, check out Journey to the West. I haven't heard of that. Although... Although you'll have to read subtitles, this movie is well worth your time. It features Chinese folk tales with plenty of comedic relief and a very likable protagonist, Ben. Wow. Check it. That I would know. be nice. Is the protagonist mm-hmm. in uh, 14 likable? Yeah, I kind yeah, I kind of like him. He's not he's not unlikable. What about in BJ Novak's of, book? Uh it varies. It varies. Uh, All right. Here, let me share. Let me share you the shortest story of his uh, short story collection. It, it, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, a child asks his a child uh, says to his mother, "Mom, why does carrot cake get the best icing?" To which the mother replies, "Because it needs the best icing." <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. I do love carrot cake, though. <clears throat> So anyway, uh, Journey to the West, it features a Chinese folktale, plenty of comedic relief, and a very likable protagonist. If you are in the mood for something unique, I highly recommend it. I shall add it to my queue. We are not going to call it list. No. We're making a stand. Just like that Stephen King book. That's, that's what it's about, right? The Dark Tower. Yep, exactly. That is, why, that is actually what it's about, though. It's about all the good guys making a stand against the bad guys. The Dark Tower? No, no, The Stand. Oh, okay. The Stand actually right. is about making a stand. Yeah, no. Oh, I thought it was like a physical stand. Like, it's... <laughs> like a, a hot dog stand? <laughs> or, you know, like, like a yeah, like a woodworking project. Like we're building oh, a stand. A haunted podium. Uh, he wraps up his email by saying, Thanks for all the hours of entertainment you provide. I truly love listening to you guys. And then... The traditional sign-off of Key the Pappies, Anton Bruckner. Didn't that all start because of Caitlin? It's her fault. You know it's what? Key I, the Pappies. Uh, well, she started Key the Pappies. Okay. I think I talked about how Keep Happy sounds like Key Pappy. Like Keying Pappies. Okay. And now she just says Key the Pappies. That's true. Yeah. No, thank you for that, I, though. We try to be entertaining. Ow! Oh, yeah. That just bit me. That wasn't entertaining. See, it just happened. See, Ben has been so committed to being entertaining, he lets his cat bite him. You should really, you know, discipline that cat. Make it uh, right, I will not bite Ben a hundred times on a chalkboard. I'll just throw it in the oven. What? Or, uh, the freezer. 
no, that's not that's not for very long, like just a minute or two. I, that's too much. Don't do that. That's terrible. It's a horrible thing to say. Okay. Disclaimer: I don't actually do that with the cats. Wink. I mm, I feel I don't I don't like that wink at all. I don't like right, where this blink. is going. Okay, you can blink all you want. That's blink, there's blink. no implication to blinking. Okay, now it feels like you're blinking Morse code, <laughs> like you're trying to tell me something insidious. Also, I guess I'll, that's a good movie. Uh, I guess I should stop also saying blink out loud every time I blink. Ah, uh, yes. Which good, I do all good, the time, good. by the way. I normally just don't blink during the podcast ever, oh, so I don't say. Wow. Well, thank you for your dedication. So, once again, thank you to Anton Bruckner for the very generous words of encouragement. Yes, thank you. Uh, I have an email out from Q. Mm. Yes, and this is a little bit back, or not back-ordered. We're a little bit behind on feedback because we recorded two podcasts pretty close together, and then we got like four emails after that. Yep. And so, sorry guys, but... She says, hello, B&B. My happy hour this week is getting things done ahead of time. Hey, hey cool. I, I, didn't, I forgot what it said. That's what we did, and why this wasn't read then. Mm-hmm. I'm currently involved in a research project that has been stressing me out. By some miracle, I managed to get ahead of my schedule. I've been pretty stressed out, exhausted lately. Oh, like moving. So I took this time to relax a little bit. I do find myself a bit guilty that I'm not being productive, though. I mean, I could get further ahead, right? Sure. I mean, you could. You could always do that. But at at a certain point, you have to just kick back and enjoy the benefit of being ahead. Yeah. I mean, why get ahead if you're not ever going to relax? I mean, what if you died tomorrow and you didn't get your relaxing done because you were too busy doing stuff? Again, well, it's man, two two for two on just terrible things to say, Ben. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sure, exactly. I guess if I were dead, I would be bummed that I didn't relax more. I guess <laughs> you might like, oh, I could have just put off the yard work if I knew I was going to die tomorrow. No, no, I mean, you'd want to make sure you left a nice yard. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I I can guarantee you that I if. When things are all said and done for me, whenever, I will not say, like, if only I'd relaxed more. I've got this leisure thing down. I've got it figured out. But what if you could have done more of it? Man, I you could always do more. My bum patrol is wanting to do too many things. Now that I've had some free time, I've been catching up on TV and reading some books. But there's so many things I still want to watch or read. And the list of things I want to consume gets longer every day. I recently hit the max number of items I can have on my Netflix list <laughs> i didn't i had no idea that there was a max i had no idea either i just add stuff randomly maybe it's because i don't add stuff enough and stuff just keeps getting taken off and mm, i forget about right. it so i'm good how do you decide what to do with your time when there's so many things tugging at your attention don't let go of the happies cue i like that one yeah <laughs> it's good it's a fun new twist how do so. you decide what to do with your time when there's so many Things tugging at your attention, Brian. Yeah, uh, there. You know, yeah, that's the world we live in. Everything's on demand. Everything's at your fingertips, accessible all the time. Always vying for your attention. You're right. It's a problem. Uh, you know, back in the day, you turn on the TV. Cheers is on. You just watch two episodes of that because that's what there is. But now, but now I can watch all the episodes of Cheers. I can be a bigger trivia buff than Brian. That's true. No, you got me. You got me beat when it comes to Cheers trivia. I'm sure. 
well, it helps that I've just watched like five or six seasons in the past few weeks. It's true. By next year, I'm not going to remember Carla's name. No, Carla, that you don't. That's not the kind of thing you forget. She stays with you. Sadly, she's the worst. Pointlessly mean. Uh, anyway, another email we have. Oh, we do. We have an email from my second grade teacher, Neil Orange Peel. Neil Bone Peel. I don't. I don't. I'm not <laughs> signing off on that. I don't think we should call him that. Okay. <clears throat> Neil says. Hello, chaps. Remember me? Mm, I, I will. Who? Who is this? Uh, I'm not sure if Orangeville. I remember. Still Orangeville? Oh, yeah, there I remember. Will, I'll drop the accent work for the rest of the email. Oh, that will so, help. Mm-hmm, yes. I've managed to have a steady internet service for almost a week now, so I hope this gets to you before recording. It got to us before a recording. <laughs> Technically, you're right. If we mm-hmm. had just stopped entirely like we have in the past, then you'd be mm-hmm. out of luck. Yes. Uh, So, hey, congratulations on the new internet thing. That's great. Uh, My happy hour this week is Skybox Set Service. That sounds familiar, sort of. As I may have mentioned, I'm unable to use streaming services like Netflix. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, the BSB, British Satellite Broadcasting, Oh, I knew that. Jeez, everyone course, knows that, Brian. Yeah, everybody knows what BSB is. Uh, but yeah, the British Satellite Broadcasting. I had no idea. Have a feature to download entire box sets to my digital receiver. That sounds awesome. It's a cool service. I have been watch, been watched. I've been watched. It's <laughs> when I... you and Ben get together and watch TV. I been watched. He says he's binged watched so many TV series in the past six months. Breaking Bad, Alias, Justified. Oh man! Oh, these are two. one of one of these shows is not like the others. But hey, <laughs> Alias is fun up until the point where it's less fun. But they're all great. When they ruin a perfectly good ending. Ben, ben and I have problems with the uh, season four finale of Alias. <laughs> it comes about once a month on the podcast, so we're pretty it? bitter okay. about it. <laughs> yes, Justified though, great ending. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about... Yeah, check that out, everybody. I've almost finished Entourage. Woo! I've I've just started Season 8, Episode 1, and I'm still on the fence about it. Well, you may like an upcoming segment. Someday, Neil. I might do something. (laughs) Although they don't have Better Call Saul or Daredevil yet, I'll have to wait for them. As soon as you can watch Better Call Saul, check it out. Yeah. Really good stuff. Kind of amazing. Kind of amazing because when you hear the, the conceptually, when Vince Gilligan's like, "Okay, I made the most celebrated, critically acclaimed, beloved show of all time," and oh by the way, we're doing a sequel spinoff about this side character. It's a prequel. Just like <laughs> the idea, like on paper, it just sounds like there's so much hubris there. Like, the world, we couldn't deprive the world from the brilliance of the Breaking Bad world. It felt so unnecessary in so many ways, but it it, it works. It works way better than I thought it would. It's kind of, like, beautiful. Functionally, it's an amazing series. Like, what if Cliff got a pre-cheer spinoff of him working his way up the ranks of the Postal Service? 
I would, I would, I would watch it. You know, John Ratzenberger's kind of old now, but we could probably make it like an animated thing. Yeah, I would watch that. Mm-hmm. Sorry for my Better Call Saul rant, but it's uh, my favorite show on television now. Let me think. Let me think this through. Think about what's actually airing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel safe saying favorite show on television. I mean, just like shows that haven't ended. Ah. Uh, okay. They're still running. <clears throat> anyway, he's he goes on to say. I keep getting you know, sorry. He goes on to say Really? My, yeah, not from you. Oh. <laughs> my bummer patrol this week is kind of the same as Ben's in one of the last editions. Superhero movies. Hmm. Don't get me wrong, I do love Marvel and the superhero movie franchises. I guess that I'm bummed about is all the what I'm bummed about is all the reboot slash remakes. I see they have rebooted the Fantastic Four. We've already had one reboot of Spider-Man, and there's yet another reboot starring Tom Holland to be released in 2017. That's going to bother me. I kind of like the ones that were going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially the way Amazing Spider-Man 2 ends on a cliffhanger that yeah. will never be resolved now. Maybe they'll still spin of off Sinister Six into its own thing, but do a new Spider-Man or something. I don't know. Mm. No comics can always we do that. See. It's a different planet or a different reality or something. Uh, he goes on to say, it's not all bad, though. I'm actually looking forward to DC's Batman vs. Superman and the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Me too. I'm actually really excited about both of those. Other feedback. I totally agree with your recommendation, Brian. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is a fantastic movie. And if you like the on-screen pairing of Paul Newman and Robert Redford... Paul Newman's then dead. Then I strongly su- Yep, he is dead, unfortunately. Rest I learned that today. Robert Redford, still alive. He was in one of those superhero movies. Anyway, if you like that pairing, I strongly suggest you watch The Sting. It is also excellent. That's on my list. I've been meaning to watch it for a while, so I'll bump it up to the top of my list. That's always in the list of things I keep meaning to watch but forget to put on my list. Mm -hmm. So put it on the actual list now. Another of my favorite films, starring Paul Newman, is Cool Hand Luke. If you haven't seen it, I also strongly suggest you check it out. Both, That's about both are Luke Skywalker's non-saber hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 yeah the, the robot hand. hand. <laughs> That's cool because it's no no body heat. Cool Hand Luke. But yeah, I'll check both of those out very soon. Well, spoiler alert! Now you know that Luke has a robot hand. I know. Caitlin's not seen the original Star Wars movies. Yeah, well, you know, she probably has a good idea of the story arcs just through, like, pop culture osmosis. I don't know. You've heard some of the stuff she said about things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people say stuff about things all the time, Ben. That doesn't mean anything. I say lots of things. It's true. We're so deep. (laughs) (laughs) It's very late. It's like 2 a.m. here. Uh, So... We'll go on to say Neil has a uh, list of top five westerns. If you're interested, his top five westerns to watch. Yeah. Number five, Rio Bravo. Okay. Starring John Wayne and Dean Martin. Director Howard Hawks. Oh, I like Dean Martin. He was really good in those funny movies. Number four. Are you thinking about Steve Martin? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry, James Dean. Dean. The guy. Oh, that... Dean Martin. Dean Martin as the jerk. Remember that scene where <laughs> Dean Martin uh, is really stoked about being in the phone book? Yeah. It's classic. 
Number four, Once Upon a Time in the West, starring Henry Fonda and Charles Bronson. Director, Sergio Leone. Number three, The Outlaw, Josie Wales, starring Clint Eastwood, directed by Clint Eastwood. Number two, Unforgiven, starring Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, and Morgan Freeman, directed by Clint Eastwood. Ooh, wow. And my all-time favorite, number one, The Searchers, starring John Wayne, directed by John Ford. Add them to your list. Check them out. Keep up the great work. Stay key, the pappies. Neil Orange Peel. That's cool. I never knew Talk how... Talk for now. Oh, oh sorry. I didn't know how or, uh, interested other places that aren't America would be in Westerns. Because are we like really the only place that had a, something like that? Like, was, it, was there, a, were there like Westerns in China? Type thing. Chinese like, Westerns? Yeah, like, did they ever have to live through that in any part of China? Or, like, any part of Germany? I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to... I'm not, I'm not educated on the subject. I can't speak on it authoritatively. Uh, it's it, it seems like a uniquely American idea. I don't know. That sounds really interesting. I was just curious about that. I could be completely wrong. I probably am. I usually am on these kind of things. Anyway... Yes, so thank you, Neil, for the email. Uh, do we have another one? Uh, we have an audio thing and some tweets. Oh, cool. All right. Let's, let's hear them. Cue them up. Uh, Anne got some bad news, but uh, she couldn't do anything about it for about 45 minutes, and the podcast was a nice distraction. And she thanks us and calls us home slices. Hey, that's nice. That's nice. I... Honestly, I never intended for the show to be helpful or beneficial to anybody in any way. If I even considered that was a possibility, we would probably try, try harder. harder. <laughs> try way <laughs> harder. We're just kind of messing around, having a normal conversation, but more structured. Yeah, no, we're, we're having fun. And hopefully a lot of fun. Uh, you, you guys enjoy a little bit of it. We have a lot of fun, guys. We have a lot of fun, oh, guys. So much fun, have you seen my we? Have you seen my mushroom collection, Ben? A lot of fun, guys. Uh, uh, I'm glad I my bad I joke sound. <laughs> I know, I know. I haven't heard I it, it today, all the time. so I must, I must have been doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you heard my actual joke sound, which is just laughter. Uh, Neil Bone Peel, Neil Orange Peel, says that uh, regarding understanding the Welsh, he will tell me after Saturday, because he's off to see a Sir Tom Jones in concert. We have not heard back about that specifically, but I heard there was issues with it. It got canceled yes. or something? Oh, he was not able to make it. What is with the UK and concerts? Uh, a lot of problems, man. Can't get the concert thing going. Poor Neil. Uh, Fizzbiz says that she's always been slightly afraid of bald men. <laughs> and regarding the Hogan thing, what about Hogan's hoagies? You know what? I have written it down in the official podcast notebook. Under the under the uh, head, uh, header, unusable ideas can't be done. <laughs> How is it unusable? Well, you know, just we have to wait for uh, this Hogan situation to sort itself out. Oh, I thought we'd just do the other Hogan. Maybe he oh, runs. Oh, right, Paul Hogan. Yeah, Paul oh, Hogan yeah, yeah. runs a hoagie store. Yeah, Hogan's and then hoagies. Hero can show up. You know what? Mm, okay, let's take this out. Of, let's take this out of the edit. I think <laughs> we can actually make that work. I All think right. we can do Hogan's hoagies. And we have an audio file from listener Anne. 
Oh, all right. First, uh, I mean, not, I mean, God, mm, I'm rambling. I think this has happened before, but this is very unorthodox. So it's let's... been a while. Yes. Last let's time was in our her. flashback episode. We flashback to the wedding, and she informed us on the history of something old blue borrowed blue spew. Old blue borrowed blue. Yep, that's true. I forgot how it goes. Well, here it is. It's, it's listener Anne. It occurred to me that I have not called to talk about the ice cream of the Philippines yet, as I was invited to do. And so, let's talk about the ice cream of the Philippines. First of all, the main thing that you should know is that, by and large, it's pretty gross. And I'm sorry, but that's just the truth. I love the country, and I love living here, but they do not have acceptable ice cream. Uh, the main problem with the local ice cream is that it's made from powdered milk because the Philippines has limited amount of land. They only have so much fresh milk here, so everything has to be brought in on boats, and it's easier to bring in powdered milk than fresh milk, and so it has that powdered milk flavor to it, and it's not very good, <laughs> and it makes me sad. I always like try it, and then I'm like, oh, I forgot I really hate this stuff. Um, but they do have some crazy flavors, so... Uh, the first one, well, the first flavor that's pretty popular is buko, which is coconut. That just means coconut in Tagalog. So that's pretty good. But then there's other ones like ube, which is a purple sweet potato. Um, and then they have cheese flavored yogurt, uh, flavored ice cream. Cheese flavored ice cream. I guess it's a dairy product, so hey. Uh, sometimes it'll even have chunks of cheese in it. My One of my daughters really likes it. I shouldn't laugh. Um, and then they have this other flavor that's sort of popular, and that's durian. Um, durian fruit is very controversial because it smells so bad. It's huge. It's like they can get up to be like a foot or two long and then maybe like eight or ten inches across. And they have spiky skin, and you often see them cut in half and sold in the supermarket that way. Um, and people usually eat them, like, when they're drinking. Uh, you'll see, like, dudes sitting out on the roadside, and they'll be drinking gin and eating durian fruit. Um, but it smells so bad. Um, sometimes, it like, it smells like skunk to me because I grew up around skunks, and so that's the smell I associate it with. But some people think it smells like vomit. <laughs> Apparently, if you taste it, it doesn't taste like that, but the smell just is really terrible. In fact, it's banned on airplanes here. So when you go to the airport, um, there are signs that are like the outline of the Dorian fruit with like the red circle and the cross through it, like you cannot take this on the plane. There's a big fine for that. Um, so, yeah, so they made that into ice cream, and people eat it as ice cream. Stinky, stinky ice cream. So when we first got here, the only decent ice cream we could find was soft serve from McDonald's. And it's McDonald's soft serve, so it's not even that great. Um, and then we found a place called Carmen's Best that was making, like, quartz, but they were charging, like, I don't know, like, got to convert it was like eight or nine dollars for a quart of ice cream but it was good it was fresh milk ice cream so we get it as a treat 
but uh, since we've moved here, we have Cold Stone now, and Baskin Robbins, and Ben and Jerry's. So now we have access to yummy ice cream, but uh, before we did not. So I was happy to see Baskin Robbins come again because it's another source of yummy ice cream. Um, another thing about ice cream here is that they serve it in really tiny portions. So if you get a cone, it'll just be like a little bump over the cone. Like they'll they'll put some in the cone and then it'll just be like a little bump at the top. And that's like a normal amount of ice cream. I think if you were to give a Filipino like an American large size ice cream, they would think that you were insane, basically. Um, like the U.S. kids cone, like when, when we go back to visit family, there's a soft serve place that we go to. Um, and the kids cone is like four or five inches of soft serve above the top of the cone and the large is probably 10 inches above. I mean, it's, it's obscene how much ice cream is involved and, um, yeah, they, they'd use that much, like a large, that would probably feed like a family of 12 here for their ice cream needs. <laughs> and we're, you know, we just are like, we really like ice cream in the U.S., I guess. Uh. So anyway, uh, that is the story of ice cream in the Philippines. And the more you know. Wow, I I don't know about you, Ben, but I'm experiencing a little bit of like information overload. That that call was just so full of of interesting interesting information about ice cream abroad. I've learned so much. I didn't want, to, or I didn't know that I wanted to know. <laughs> wow. No, no, I, no. There's so much I didn't know that I wanted to know. I didn't know there was oh, okay. ice cream with cheese chunks in it. I've I didn't know that there was fruit that you couldn't take on airplanes. <laughs> That's crazy. I knew durians existed. I knew the name of it and that it's spiky because it's a fruit in Animal Crossing. Okay. And I think I might have vaguely heard it was stinky, but I did not know that they can grow to be so giant and how stinky they truly are. Mm -hmm. That is one stink I hope I never have to smell. I'm glad to hear that the uh, the ice cream scene over there's really picked up. You got a Ben and Jerry's, a Cold Stone. Moving mm, on. Cold Cold Stone's pretty good. I went, you know, Cold Stone. I went to Cold Stone once, and they had a wasabi flavored ice cream, and I had to make a milkshake out of it, and it was uh, kind of. It's actually really refreshing. I enjoyed that a lot. Why would you want something like that? Um, just to be intentionally weird. I was a, uh, you know, I was like 19 at the time, so like I was like a child. No. So uh, I, I, uh, you know, I just, I just did dumb childish things. Without Practically about a it. baby. <laughs> Practically a baby, like an infant. Um. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so thank you. I, I forgot that we uh, solicited uh, a call about Philippine ice cream, but I'm glad that you were able to send that in. We're really earning the educational tag this week. Yeah. Well, we pretty much only do whenever listener Anne writes in. Then we learn a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's true. Well, thank you. As, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I think that's all the feedback this week, though. That a ton is... of feedback. A real embarrassment of riches. The The email bag has been emptied, and we're ready to receive more. So, happycastfeedback at gmail.com, if you would up. kindly. Fill us up. Da, 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 da. Um, I don't know the words. I, I I think you don't know the words because that's not a real song. <laughs> that's, it's something. 
But thank you all for joining us. I hope this show hasn't run too long. I'm looking at the Skype call and noticing that we've been talking for five hours, but <laughs> I can't imagine the show is even half that length. Three of that is uncut rants. Well, wait, that's no. true. Three of that is cut rants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like one hour has been like coming around on on Ready Player One. It's still not bad. It's no, just, no, it's not it's bad. Not but it's the pinnacle of literature. Oh yeah, like Harry it's, Potter. It's, exactly. Uh, wait, what was what was that thing you said to me, Ben? Can I tweet that? It's uh, I I never realized how much I hate things until I talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I said. Makes me makes me feel really great about myself. Tweet away that. as long as I'm in there. No, it's not. Okay. It's not an insult. It's just you're a very good hate prism. Mm-hmm. I, I shoot a ray of hate at you, and out of you comes a rainbow of hatred. And I'm like, oh yeah, I also hate that, that, and that. Oh, so beautiful man! You this hate is poetry. My, you make my hate come alive. It's, I'm, I'm cheering up over here, man. <laughs> uh, I got it. I got it in the podcast where I break down in tears. You better look so, for that. Thank you. Bigfoot, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's right. Ah, uh, man, we've been out here for a while. All right, so that concludes this week's podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope you catch. We hope you'll catch us next time. I hope we, we hope catch we a catch Bigfoot. Bigfoot next time. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, remember to please keep happy. Bigfoot. Another week, another podcast in the books. Ben, I don't know about you, but I feel like this one was just so-so. I, I think it was okay. It's always hard for me to tell because we have several hours of unused recordings. That I don't know right. what's going to make it because I don't remember anymore. It all blends oh, so, together. So you can't you can't see the forest for the trees, that kind of thing. Well, I see lots of trees right now. We're in a we're in a forest. But you can't see the forest because of all. Eh. Well, I can Never tell mind. we're in a forest. There are trees all all directions. Wait! Oh man, what's that? Hello. Oh. What? What's that? Hey, what's that? Did you hear that noise in the bushes? I heard a hello. Oh, I didn't hello hear the hello out there. Who? Who is that? Show yourself. <laughs> I am Caleb, and I'm the Bigfoot. Wait, what? You're the Bigfoot? Of course, the legendary Bigfoot. Bigfoot did... speaks English? Yeah. Well, because... I speak all sorts of languages, but I had oh. to make sure the barrier was broken. So do you have, like, a Bigfoot family? Or are you the final Bigfoot? Uh, I am the last, but I do have a half-breed. Oh, oh. so, like, it's like a half-son? Like a stepson? Like, like what are we talking normal about? Normal foot? Sort of. Yeah, he's a, he's a stepchild. Uh... Does he have one Bigfoot and one small foot? <laughs> because he's half-Bigfoot? <laughs> He's very he's very tall, uh, and he has very tiny feet. So oh. he is not big. He is not that big foot. Hmm. Well, it seems like that'd be a real balancing problem if you're tall and have small <laughs> feet. You don't really have a base. He probably well, just like tips over. I'm kind of glad he's gone into the career of uh, dancing. So oh, hey. know, it work kind of works out for him. So that'd be perfect. Toes and all. Cool, man. Wow. We've I, we've been out here 
all week looking for you, and I you just you managed to find us, I guess. What I mean, how did you come across us? Well, I've been kind of a snooper since I do live in this very large forest. You know, I kind of do own it uh, per se. Um, I had been seeing you guys for a while. Just wanted to make sure that it wasn't anything we needed to capture oh. on video or camera. I would rather prefer audio. Oh, hey. Well, that's a coincidence. We actually just recorded an audio podcast that we do every week. Oh, hey. Wow, that's coincidental. No, shucks. I mean, we, you can't write this stuff. Did, did my pants made of bacon help at all in you finding us? Bacon is the most delicious food that could ever be found on this uh, God's green earth. So, I Told you, Brian. I told you my bacon pants would work. Yeah, well, they had to work for something. Bacon pants has been your answer to every problem for the past six months. Didn't work for the body swap. <laughs> no, it made it worse. I mean, you were stuck wearing bacon pants. <sighs> yeah. This sounds like a very fascinating story. <laughs> it, uh, well, it's amazing. It's <laughs> oh, I, I think our... I think our boss wants to meet you. Do you want to come back to our podcast studio? Maybe uh, maybe you could be on the next podcast if you'd like, since you know, you're know you kind of adverse to appearing on video. An audio podcast yeah, seems yeah, like... I can absolutely do this for you guys. Oh, hey, man. We appreciate it, Big uh, Caleb. Sorry. I almost called you Bigfoot. <laughs> Big you Caleb? can call me whatever you would like, but... Big C. Big C. Even better. <laughs> I haven't yeah. heard that before, so... Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh... Let's 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 head back. Let's let's keep it squatchy next week. <laughs>